your drunk host, Kenny Oak, joined with, hopefully a little more sober, Chris Harris. That's ah, drunk commentary, bubs. That's, uh, I'm going to need you to carry carry me for a while. That's the segment. I, I, I understand. <laughs> it's been a rough day. Okay. I understand. We'll get we'll get through it though. Yes. I think once you get going, the uh, the soberness kind of gets you through a lot of your points that you want to do, and your drunkenness drives them home. So, yes, it's true. Um, I ramble a lot, and yep. a lot of good stuff comes out because I'm not as filtered as I normally am. Okay, but Bubs, we are about a week and some change from the biggest party of the summer. Am I right? You are. Uh, I feel like that's been the slogan like every year or something like it every year. It's been like that since like 2010, uh, I think, or something like that. I just hear Michael Cole telling me that it's the biggest party well, of the Booker summer. Whenever Booker T and Batista were barbecuing mm. outdoors, I think it was like I don't okay. remember when that was. So I I, I want to get away from that. Let's find a, a newer you know 2019 slogan. What would you call it? I don't know. Summer Slam. <laughs> just, just, you nailed it. Just say it with more authority. <laughs> you <asked laughs> Welcome to SummerSlam. Yeah, like I know it, man. I know it's in the summer. I know it's in August. I don't need to be told it's a party. People down to the yeah. SummerSlam. It's a physical altercation held in August, also known as SummerSlam. Very good. Why can't we have Bash at the Beach? That was a great pay per view. <sighs> Dude. Do you miss the name of it, or do you miss what went on? Because not all of them were great. Um, Are you eating your microphone? Because it sounds like you're eating your microphone. I'm not eating my microphone. I'm playing with my headphones, though. Okay. Well, um, we're going to stop that. So. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, you had Hulk Hogan join the NWO, Bash at the Beach. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but it's still still it a relevant happened. point. You're right. You're out here naming, naming facts. Like, it happened at Bash at the Beach, not at Fall Brawl or <laughs> something like that. We're just reaching into the bag of history to pull out a lot of interesting facts. Davy Boy Smith beat the British Bulldog. In the <laughs> you said that that Bash at the Beach was nothing. I did not. I said it's a strong name. I'm expecting you. Uh, I don't think we're getting that Kevin one back. Kevin Ash can come out and jump jump in a swimming pool. Okay, that's where he breaks his quad? We haven't seen that one yet. That'd be oh, interesting. God. He was a broken man after <laughs> towards the end of the 90s and the rest of his career. Mostly toward okay, yeah. Post-diesel phase, but... Yeah. Mm. Anyway, SummerSlam. Yeah. SummerSlam, as you like to call it. There we go. Is on its way. It's a week or so away. We've got two more episodes of WWE television left. We do. And, and, if, and two more NXTs because there's one tonight and then ah, yes. next week. Because, oh, because we've yet to really talk about any NXT TakeOver Toronto build for the most part, aside for us marking over the uh, triple threat match for the Dream. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into that. I need some time, though, to... Really digest. Got it. We'll we'll discuss takeover next week. Got to gonna get back in on that show a little bit. I, I have admittedly been away from it for a bit. But, yeah, the past. Um, 
a couple months I haven't watched. Okay. Like I would like. But Raw and SmackDown have been trying to do better shows as of late because of the oh, yes, they have. somewhat change in creative leadership in a way. It's still not changed, but there's some positive influences back there, and we're starting to see some of it. If we were to believe the dirt sheets, this mm-hmm. was the um, Paul Heyman had his most influence. This was the most Paul Heyman influenced episode of Raw since that announcement was made. Okay, and I I can see it. It was a lot of fun. Sure, there was a lot of good things, a lot of uh, development that happened with this episode of Raw. So a lot of good there. The ending of Raw, the the last hour at least, is getting the most positive Oof. discussions because of there's a good Roman Oof. Reigns segment there with Samoa Joe and, of course, Brock and uh, Seth Samoan Rollins summit. at the end. Seth took a, a legit beating from Lesnar in order to gather more face sympathy. And is it working? Because a lot of us are turning against him. We've talked about this in the last few weeks, that the, the Seth positivity scent is kind of wearing off and uh, we're slowly getting it away is. from him. I think the the biggest issue was trying to weave in the Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins dating storyline. Honestly, I think that was the downfall of the whole thing, Mm -hmm. honestly. And it's not that I'm against Seth. I think Seth is tremendous. I wanted him to beat Brock at WrestleMania. I do want him to be a top guy. I don't need... I don't, he doesn't. He didn't need anything from the from the Becky Lynch storyline being added. Nor did she. I think they both could have done well, at least with what they were given with Lacey Evans think, and Baron Corbin on the opposing sides to that. I think Becky Lynch is doing about the same job that Seth Rollins was doing as champion. Sure, which is not much at all. Yeah, no, nothing stellar anymore. It's, I don't know what we, we we're so greedy as fans. We we expect such a high ceiling that really never you never hit the ceiling. It just keeps going, and that's kind of unfair. But he did became problem, he became stale, and so did she. That's the problem with the chase. The chase is so enthralling and engaging mm-hmm. that once you finally you, you hit the peak, you hit the zenith. Once you the chase is over, you know you've won right. the title. It, it's what now, and a lot of times, baby faces faces uh, don't don't kind of live up to it. And you know, I saw an interesting post, a question that was asked on uh, one of the many wrestling forums that you have added me to. You're welcome. Yeah, he said that real, with some bitterness. Gr- Good God, so <laughs> grateful about don't that. Mind the tone, folks. Yeah, but. Uh, the question that was asked was, what do we prefer, the NWA, AWA style of booking where the babyface spends so long chasing after the dominant mm. heel champion, or the WWF E style where the babyface runs the camp and, and beats the monster heels mm. you know, for years at a time? Right. And, and it's just an interesting dichotomy because, you know, Back in the old days, there was that long, drawn-out chase, and then once the babyface like Dusty Rhodes finally won the title, you know everyone was so euphoric and joyful. Mm-hmm. But the money, the money was made on the chase. Right. You know, those faces would drop the title pretty quickly afterwards, and then go back on the hunt. That's why we all enjoy the Steamboat versus Flair saga so much. 
exactly. because it was long. They did major shows, obviously, in some major cities with that, too. But Flair wasn't a guy who he didn't lose much during his top days, at least in the late 80s. And even in the 90s. He's a 16-time world champion, so he lost quite a bit. He did lose all those titles at one point or another. But in the middle of all those, he didn't lose much. And when he did, it really did mean something for the most part. So I'd like to, to, for it to be kind of to- back towards that style, if you will. Not to, I don't want to regress back to the 80s or anything like that. But Seth Rollins is considered a top five wrestler, wrestler in the world. But his chase was much more amazing and... I guess we cared about it more than his title reign, just as we did Kenny Omega's last year, right? Oh, God, so. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was waiting for you to finish mm. uh, your your statement because I was going to say that exact same thing. You had the, the amazing chase of Kenny Omega finally uh, reaching the top of New Japan and winning the IWGP heavyweight title, only for that title reign to kind of flop in the wind. Mm-hmm. We all wanted a but lot more. The, we had high expectations of him unfairly, yes. but it, it didn't do anybody really, really much. But the money was in the chase. Yeah. Once the chase is over, you kind of lose that dynamic and you lose the interest of the fans. So you have to. That's why babyface title reigns historically don't last very long. We have seen a bit more of Brock Lesnar on TV, though, the last couple months at least. Yeah, so all you, and, <laughs> all you people complaining about not seeing him, boy, yeah. you're. He, you're, you're getting it now. He's been around, and he gets a he's a monster heel, but he still gets a lot of attention, gets a lot of love from the fans. Everyone, there was a good amount of people that did the one more time chant when he was destroying Seth Rollins yeah, in the ring. And that's the problem. That's a problem with the fans. Yeah, you can't we, be doing that. We need to to decide one way or another on if we're going to love the guy or boo the guy. It's one thing to think that he is a, a great draw and he has appeal for the, the business, but let's all stick with kayfabe for a little bit. Huh? Let's boo the dude out of the building. <laughs> out of the let's building. Let's throw stuff at him. Let's try to trip Paul Heyman. Let's throw beers at him if we could. Where are the 90s? You think Brock's going to be sticking around for a little while after SummerSlam as well? I, I'm expecting him to retain also, but do you think he'll be on TV as much? Um, It really depends because, I mean... For all intents and purposes, I mean, wrestling's kind of his full-time gig now. Right. He's He seems to be completely out of the MMA game and seems to be he, – he's as full-time of a wrestler as as there is, you know, compared to like John Cena or – Yeah. Or other big names. I don't know. I think it'd be significant if Brock was in competition more on – Monday Night Raw, or of course we'll see what happens with SmackDown come October for their TV ratings. But to see him in ring gear announced for a match is something I think that has money appeal to it. Like announcing that as part of a promotion for the next week that he'll be in a match. That that's something we have not seen for a long time. He's there for promos. He's there with Heyman. He's there for run-ins, of course. But him in the ring still has a lot of money to it. So we'll see. Yes, absolutely, because he's still. Still the biggest draw in the entire company. Sure. And I don't think that's debatable. Speaking of draws, though, Bob, do you know who's been booked extremely strong since winning at WrestleMania? Uh, Kofi Kingston, I'd say. Kofi fucking Kingston. (laughs) Yeah, Kofi's one of them, but the New Day together as a group since WrestleMania have been doing good things. They're all holding gold now. Yes, all the gold they are. And, And it's funny because... 
you had just asked me who who are the SmackDown tag team cha-? like before we started <laughs> reporting. You go, who are the SmackDown tag team champions? Uh, and I was like, oh, it's the New Day. After it took me a while to think about it, which is funny because on Raw, when the <laughs> the OC won the titles, I mentioned how they how it's like it makes sense that they had to take the titles off the Usos. And <laughs> you go, the Usos aren't the champions. <laughs> it was the revival. <laughs> Which is just so sad what the tag team division has turned into. Strong, yes. there's big names in it, and you know, sometimes the right guys are holding the belt sometimes because we, we're all behind the revival. I'm not behind the club, really. But oh, you know, I am. It's floundering still. I don't know how to fix it. I don't have the fix. I don't have the answer, obviously. So why should I bitch? But uh, to bring up them is just a point because they're not on the WrestleMania card yet, nor are the OC. Oh God, I said WrestleMania again. The I'm looking oh, at my God. I'm looking at my cup that I'm drinking from. It's the WrestleMania of the summer. Yes, that's there. It is Michael that's Cole. That's the new tagline. <laughs> None of the tags are on the SummerSlam card right now. I expect that to change for some oh, they will show be. action. Yeah. But uh, but they're in there. Kofi versus Randy. I want to talk about it with you. Okay. Because I we're, love it. we're getting long-term storytelling from 2009. Yes. It was good stuff then. Ten years of this, Bubs. Yep. What, what long-term storytelling? Yeah, nothing much happened in between that, right? A little touch here or doesn't there. doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. I like that they can draw back to something so far back and, and we're already reinvested in it because the, the stakes weren't high then, but they are very high now because Orton... He wants to be a 14-time world champion. Kofi. And you, I think you said mm. that Orton wasn't done being champion. No, I, I definitely said that. He is not done being yeah. champion yet. Kofi wants to prove himself as a, a strong champion. He's beaten Samoa Joe. He, of course, beat yes. Daniel Bryan. Who else has he beaten to keep his title? I don't recall um, who else he's faced just yet. Has he faced AJ Styles? I don't want to say he's faced AJ Styles, but it's been a lot of Samoa Joe. Yeah. I mean, he faced AJ Styles on yesterday on SmackDown, but it paid major pay-per-views for the title. He hasn't beaten anybody big yet, I'd say. Outside of his win at WrestleMania, he needs this over Randy Orton. There hasn't been a ton of pay-per-views since WrestleMania. There's been, I think, three or if we're going to count some shows in between there. Which still three three or four pay-per-views longer mm-hmm. than what we expected him to hold the title for. Def- definitely. Yeah. Yet here he is. And I'm excited for this because the and story he's is over there. Clean. He's not, yeah. he hasn't lost really like, cause I don't think he's lost. WWE always, always had a problem with babyface champions that or just champions in general. Once they put the title on someone, mm-hmm. they would have them lose non-title matches all the time. We we saw that with Seth Rollins in 2015. He couldn't buy a win until a pay per view. Right, and then he'd, and he he, he, then he'd to, sneak one out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when Rey Mysterio won his title, uh, first title back in what 06, 07, something like that. Okay. He couldn't sniff a victory unless it was a pay per view. Yeah. So they have a, a nasty track record of this taking place, but they have gone a different route with Kofi, and I personally love it. I don't think we've talked about his character-wise in depth or anything yet. Are you still all on board with him being 
he's the typical New Day character. He's done nothing different whatsoever. He's still throwing exactly. pancakes. He's still dancing around. Is that the type of champion that you are okay with? You're all about it. You're still on board with, or do you want something more serious out of a guy who holds the most prestigious title ever? Well, here's the thing. Kofi Kingston is the, the person that he's always been. And that's what people fell in love with. Uh, he can though turn it on when he needs to, when he needs to be serious, when he needs to cut a serious promo, he is more than capable of doing that. And he has proven that during this run and the lead up to mm-hmm. this world title run. So he has it in him and he, when he, he's called to do it, he can do it. But the fans, the reason why him and the entire new day are the biggest merch sellers in the company is because of their, the way they present themselves and their attitude and their kind of playfulness. Yeah. They have a good good connection with like most of the age demographics. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my new day shirt right now. That's sitting on my hotel Mm -hmm. table over here in my suite. I love Randy Orton calling Kofi out for not knowing himself, having to fake a Jamaican accent years ago just to try to fit in and get in and and all that. That's because build-ups. Randall has always known himself. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's grown, you know, he, he's he's matured in his ages. So I'm he excited has, for that. So has Kofi. I know. And suck it, Randy. It's it's exciting, stupid, Randall stupid. Randall Orton. Those are the three most devastating or something letters in sports entertainment right there r k and o you're done oh yes (laughs) that was out of nowhere literally out of nowhere oh i see what you're doing god that's a good build though i'm excited speaking of the card though right now nine matches so far for SummerSlam. Run them down for me. That's a lot of matches. That's too many. It is. It's it's, and we're not done yet. We can't be because I prefer um, the old school six to seven. You're not getting that. We're gonna get at least twelve. I'll go through them real quick. Brock versus Seth. Uh I like it. Becky versus Natty for the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Uh title. I'm a big fan. Kofi versus Randy. Like it. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Kevin Owens loses, he quits WWE. Uh, Finn Balor well, versus it goes so many different ways. It can. There's in, there's intrigue there. Balor versus yeah. Wyatt, of course. We find we're getting that and to pay know. off. Balor's yeah. gonna win. Styles versus Ricochet rematch for that U.S. title. Like that should that be fun. Um, we'll go back to it. Um, we'll, okay. Let's and we'll we'll talk about the last one here in a second. Trish versus Charlotte Flair. Trish Stratus. Nah, not feeling it. And then uh, none of the women's matches I'm feeling, and that's odd coming from me. It is, yeah. The last one on here right now, and this is this seems like a well for the hell of it type of match. We have Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Have we seen that show before? Because it's always been a good show. It has been. It's a great watch. It's a big show. But we're getting it again for no... Bubs, in 2016, that was the match of the... That was the feud was the of the feud. year. It was strong then, but we've... Miz has gone away from that. He has came I out of that. I don't understand. What, is it because Dolph super kicked HBK on Miz TV? That's why. It's why we're getting this. It Because it, it, it happened on his show that I, he has to... I guess. And they are best friends, Bubs. 
I have no, no interest in this now because I've seen it once. And if you're not going to give me something, even a playoff of the former feud that we had three well, years you know, ago. Sh- well, we're going to have some HBK involvement. Okay. Hobbs. <sighs> and what does that do? That just breeds more questions as to whether or not he'll getting, step in the ring again. We're getting Dolphin HBK at some point. Are we? Is that what we want? Because I, it's I imagine what people have asked for for a long time, but now that it's coming, they're like, "We don't want this." People have wanted him versus AJ Styles too, and we're not getting it. I, I don't want that. AJ Styles is too fast, and is unfortunately at this point would would wrestle circles around HBK. Yeah. I I don't think I want it. I need the story to be developed. Anyway, there's your card right now. We're missing the cruiserweight title. We're missing both tag titles. Roman Reigns is not on here yet, nor is Drew McIntyre, nor is Samoa Joe. Uh, what is? I would love to bring up what's happened to Drew McIntyre because a year ago he we we had world titles strapped. To but him by now, for sure. We, we'd been talking that he's in the middle of his run at this point. Yeah, and we never got that, and I don't know when we're going to get that. He's been in groups. I don't he's... think I remember the last time I've seen him get a win. I don't recall either. I, or at least not one that really means anything because he's he went down to Roman. He took one. Who did he's he... been down to Roman a lot. Yeah, he, of course, went down to KO. So... I, he needs to be alone on his own. He needs to get away from Shane McMahon, of course. This should. Stop. I don't know why heels can't win. Like, why do heels have to take losses all the time in this WWE? They don't have to, and it's upsetting me because he's the he could be the biggest heel in the company if they wanted him to. If he was, oh god, I'm a, I was. Oh, I hate that I'm going to say this, mm. but if he was in. Oh. Uh, all right. I don't want to. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. Okay. If he was in a company mm-hmm. like a old school WCW or a now- nowadays, let's say, uh, I don't know, like an AEW had a Drew McIntyre or Drew Galloway, he would be the top of the card without question. Okay. It wouldn't even be a thought. And what perfect person to put a world title on then a Drew McIntyre. There can't be more than one or two guys if you were to put the whole roster together on WWE that have the look, the moveset, a good the amount of charisma, charisma and Ugh. and a promo. Like he's in that top he can cut a promo. He can. And he his heel attitude has done great things for him. He's got that kind of heelish I'll do anything to you know, smash your face in type of attitude that works. So upsetting. I don't know when we're going to get it. We're still going to have to get it, right? Like, we're going to get it. We just have to be patient, Are we? right? Yes. Okay. I've, I feel like I've been very patient. Are you a Bray Wyatt or Rusev fan? I like both guys. Okay. Well, look up the definition of patience and we'll, we'll come back <laughs> to, to that. <laughs> Okay, but. well, okay, now that you bring up Bray Wyatt, do you think that they will screw this up? I like do. they have I do. Okay. Also, what do you expect to happen? I think that he's not going to have nearly as much creative 
power over the character as he wants, and there's going to be too many hands playing into this horror mm-hmm. mo- horror movie type yeah, of vi- villainous type of scary movie guy. And we all know that if he faces Finn Balor, he wins. But they will want to put the demon in there. And at that point, I don't know if Bray Wyatt wins. I don't know if they book Bray Wyatt to beat the demon, Finn Balor. I don't think the demon shows up for SummerSlam. That's not happening. But if we were to get a rematch down the road of something like that, that would be strong, of course. The, what if the, this goes all the way to WrestleMania? And okay. are you going to have Bray Wyatt lose again? At Wrestle- are you going to have a new streak? Like They, they always talked about him being uh, a new Undertaker. Is yeah. he going to have the new streak at WrestleMania where he, he loses? He's going to go 0-20? Yeah. I don't like any of that. 0-21, because so far, I don't think he's ever won at WrestleMania. No, I don't think he has either. The the dirt sheets say that he's poised to go on this undefeated streak. Not that it'll be a huge number, but he'll be positioned to look so powerful that he can't be beaten. And I don't really understand, and I'm glad I don't yet, I don't understand what we're going to get between Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse character, and The Fiend. I don't know when he'll wrestle or if he'll wrestle with the mask on. I don't know if we're never going to get the mask. I don't know if Bray just, you know, acts differently. Is it going to be like a Finn Balor, Demon Demon Balor thing? Is what you're saying? Yeah, it could be. Um, And they've treated the demon very special. It's been protected, right? We've still only seen it a handful of times, and he's never lost. He's never lost it either. Right. So there's, there's a way of doing that. I just, I don't want them to... To give up on this because the thing about scary movies is the bad guy isn't in Rawr. every scene. The bad right. dude is he shows up when you least expect him. That's how he scares you because he pokes around the corner and you didn't know he was there. So I want him to continue to be able to have that to his power. And if it ends up leading him to something significant like a title reign of some sort, it might be weird. <laughs> But he's on that list of people who don't need a title. He is, and I think. But he that also doesn't need to be losing. He doesn't. He needs to be. But right. So if he continues to just always win, how does he not, you know, move up the card basically and continue right. to attack guys of higher position and folks with belts around him? So I don't know. I I like what we're seeing so far. All the the Firefly Flint houses have been amazing. The character's been nice. He got that rub from Mick Foley last week that we talked about. Yes. So that was good. Everything's pointing in the right direction. I am just not feeling it yet that he'll be able to stay safe for years to come, which is what we all want. I mean, I want him to be, I want him to be a big deal, and I want him to be treated like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Special gimmick, and he doesn't need to be on TV each every week. That's the problem with WWE is that they they have to be in their minds. All of their people have to be on TV each and every week, but they don't. Mm-hmm. That leads to burnout. Uh, and he's not someone that has to be on TV every single week for us to continue to appreciate him. Right. Would you, would you be okay if, with them moving a lot of their vignettes to the like to WWE.com or putting things on the YouTube page where they're not directly? The YouTube. YouTube is huge. Yeah. 
and using social and they media have millions of subscribers to keep the character relevant but really not on screen because on screen is where the wear out happens but if you're doing stuff using your social media and your kind of your sidebar accounts to keep him attacking random people and then have it just progress on tv i think that's a great way for them to to do that they could have done that with you know the demon character if they wanted to go that route with Balor. Well, no, the, the, such the a demon character that... is just it, it's a special attraction that you only pull out every once in a while at the big four is the only time you pull out the demon character mm-hmm. and he's not even a character it's just a person it's just it's basically a wrestling attire for for finn balor that yeah, happens to boost this it, it gives him like plus three to his overall <laughs> yeah he gets it, it's like 2K a D D character yeah oh mana cards just it's like oh i put on my I put on my Balor, my my demon Balor outfit, and it gives me plus five to attack. And <laughs> uh, he's under a lot of dungeons and dragons. I know, but I mean, Walmart. I was at Walmart the other day. We were looking at board games, and they have Dungeons and Dragons starter kits at Walmart. Those used to cost big money back in the day. Uh. You're appealing Thank to some you. of our fan audience right now, and some of them are like, "Yeah, these." And I am dudes. so thankful. Oh I am so thankful for for Stranger Things for making D and D back relevant again. I've been doing um, it so hard. Yes, yeah, so I am going to get my kids into that. I'll be the greatest. I'll make them. I never liked to dungeon master. I never liked to DM. Mm-hmm. I like to just go out there and wreak havoc. Ah, sorry for the sidebar like there, folks. We're gonna we're gonna bring this back onto something a little more relevant. Bubs, I need to know how you feel um, about uh, how do you feel about Hall of Famers coming out and wrestling at major events like a SummerSlam, especially ones that are from Canada, like a Trish Stratus. I hate it. Hey, we it. talked about this. We talked about this last week. These guys, these wrestlers, don't need to continue. They don't need to be here anymore. We don't need them. Now, with Trish Stratus, it's it's a little different than some of the other kind of big name superstars of the past that we've seen a lot recently. Mm-hmm. But it's still not something that we need, especially so close to the last time we've seen something like this. Right. Does the, does it uh, matter at all if Charlotte beats Trish Stratus? What does that do for Charlotte's no, career? Nothing at all. My answer is nothing because she's done everything. I don't think beating somebody from a generation's past who's considered a trailblazer, who was probably the best women's wrestler during that era, sure, I'll give her all of those things. I don't think any of that really matters no, She absolutely was the best now. of that era. It, it, it has no weight. It might matter for somebody else, but not for Charlotte, right? right. It makes... It makes no difference to the grand scheme of things, and once this match is over, it's not going to have – there's going to be no change at all. So right. it's kind of a waste. Yeah. I think they're, they're doing this for ta- a draw. Have them tag together. Oh, no. That, I think that yeah. would be more fun. I think that that would be a waste of – not that this isn't, but that would be a waste of what Charlotte can do for drawing a little bit for this. Because you said three matches on here, these women's matches, they got all got you down a little bit because yes. they're – they're putting Natty in a position to look positive in Canada, obviously, which is possibly forcing Becky to cut some heel stuff, which I don't think everybody wants right now. 
and then I'm, no one wants Bailey versus Ember. We're not. It's, there's nothing there that's intriguing yet because Bailey as a champion is yet to draw in all of us. We, I mean, Ember Moon's got a lot of potential. That's fine, but we also said the same thing a year ago. I like Ember Moon. What's her finisher called? I like that thing. The uh, yes, it is the uh, springboard stunner. Uh, <laughs> what is it, it is a stunner. Yeah, something moon. Damn, what is it called? It's like the Jackie Moon, the moon shot. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, what? No. Oh, good stuff. I forget what it's called, but yeah, I'm not feeling either of those. You are the you are the worst. <laughs> I was thinking of the Will Ferrell movie. Damn it. <laughs> Bubs, your match of the night, though, is AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Well, of course. I mean... Remember <laughs> remember when I called it a filler match last month? Well, because you're stupid. Yep. I didn't think that they'd <laughs> Sorry, get... that's... I didn't think AJ well, Styles I mean, would you win. You have two of the... Two of the most... I'm not going to say the two of the best in-ring performers because I still don't think Ricochet is, is a tremendous in-ring performer. Okay. Uh, I don't think he has the psychology down just yet. Okay. But he's definitely one of the most exciting in-ring performers. Him and uh, AJ Styles are two of the most exciting in-ring performers there are in all of wrestling. So that just lends itself to a tremendous match. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm excited because heel AJ Styles, it's always going to be good. They want Ricochet to be a top guy in the business. You can tell how they're, they're, how they're positioning him. He was supposed to be the one in Seth Rollins' position last week with all the, the old crogies out there at the end of the, the night for the reunion show. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of push there. I'm If he has to go through AJ Styles, of course, to get to that next level, that's great for him because there's a lot to learn. You said the psychology thing. Certainly, that is missing. He's fun to watch. If you're just sitting on the couch and watching the screen, that's your dude. You're just watching him fly yes. around doing all kinds of stuff, but he needs to learn when he when to slow it down and slowing it down, what does it actually mean to kind of get through a match and make us believe what we're supposed to believe, tell a story between the ropes and not just on top of them. But And by the way, her finishing move is called the Eclipse. Ah, that's it. The Eclipse makes sense. Yes, I never would have figured that out without uh, Googling it. Oh, the the comp- moonshot. <laughs> what are you watching? Right, we're going to leave it on the moonshot. Are you watching some kind of parody that I haven't found on the internet <laughs> I'll yet? I'll send you the link. That's the one, though. Thank you. Yeah. SummerSlam's I mean, coming though. I'm excited. We got a week yeah, to, to build. Go home shows. We, what we'd end up doing is next week on Wednesday or Thursday, we'd end up talking about the go home show. So, what do you need to see on Monday okay. and on Tuesday to get into SummerSlam the Sunday after that? Uh, I feel like this week would have been the perfect go home shows. Because we always talk about this. Before every pay-per-view, I always complain about how the go-home show was pointless and it hasn't gotten anyone excited and WWE doesn't know how to do go-home shows anymore. I think this would have been a tremendous go-home week for WWE. Okay. Seth Rollins getting brutally attacked at the hands of Brock Lesnar just a few days before his big title match. How will he... How will he be able to make it to the match? Will he be able to put up any kind of fight after such a brutal beating? Um, 
who attacked Roman Reigns? I guess we'll find out yes, at SummerSlam. That's what we're missing because who's 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 the guy? Is it simply Samoa Joe? Is there, or is there something more intriguing? Did Rikishi do it for I, the Rock? If he did, it's for the Rock. So yes, the Samoan Summit, bubs. Oh man, maybe there's a deep storyline in there we are not thinking about. <laughs> but also, this would have been your so your, much fun. Your boy Daniel Bryan is not on the card. He's got a big announcement that he just can't make. Big announcement. He just (laughs) Just, is not letting him make it. I don't know what. I need to know what's up with him and Rowan. I honestly don't know what's going on. Uh, Let me into your life, Daniel Bryan. Why are you not at SummerSlam? To to the Roman thing real quick. Do you want it to be Roman uh, Roman versus Joe? Is that what you want? I don't want that because we've seen that time and time again. Who do you want it to be? Let's, Let's throw a fresh face at Roman Reigns. Let's have a guy like a Buddy Murphy kind of get thrown into yeah. a sink or swim kind of moment. Right. You know, can he make it? Like, okay. what bigger star is there to put him against to see if this guy's got what it takes? You know who cut a promo, I think, last week and uh, is kind of trying to reinvent himself to get back to where he was? Is Ali. Is Ali. Yes. So he's got no direction right now. He was in a position months ago to be yep. in the in the title picture, and he was. He was exciting, doing a lot of good stuff. So if this is his, I like that a lot. If if this is his way of going heel, Ali turns heel though. Yeah, he's got he's got to go heel, and he puts on a great show against Roman. He takes a, a loss to Roman, of course, but he looks strong, and now we can. Maybe s- Kevin Owens beat John Cena. Okay. How crazy would it be for Ali to beat Roman Reigns? Circumstances, yeah, I'm not, not saying it's not really. possible, but uh, I'd like him to to show. I mean, if you're going to show up against anybody, it's Roman, right? He's still yes the or the second biggest star on the entire WWE roster. So that's it. And that's SummerSlam for you. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we just have to wait to see what happens next week. And uh, I, I don't know what more they can do. I hate when they at when they throw things at the wall to see what sticks on the go home show. Yeah. Like, oh, we've got these five new matches that are being added this week or yeah, an hour yeah. before the show starts. We've got these two new matches. I, I, I want everything to be like a month in advance. On television, you know what's happening, yeah, and all the stories are in place. But why can't we get that? Because now we have to have a four-hour-long show, a four-hour-long pay-per-view with twelve Don't matches. Well, history tells us that we do, and we're going to have to learn to accept that. History's so stupid, stupid, yeah. You're so you're so stupid, history. Stupid, stupid. Uh, SummerSlam. I'm, I'm with uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm way too into Randy Orton right now. Yes. I need to cut it off. Uh, he's so good, though. Uh, damn it. That's a guy that's underrated nowadays. Really is. Like I can't wait to... When we start talking about <laughs> some of our, our tournament talk that we're going to break into, yes. he's going to be in a couple lists. Yes. Well, that was our SummerSlam talk. Uh, not quite time for SummerSlam, but we're going to finish up this conversation next week once we kind of know all the moving bits and pieces and kind of some of the secondary matches that'll get 
thrown in there in there because pretty much everything's set up except for of course two or three more matches that they're gonna have to throw at us to make this an eight hour show good excited all day <sighs> hate it because i'm not gonna watch all of it i'm gonna go to bed and have to watch it the next day i know and you'll wake up to like some an adult. texts with me yeah yeah all right jesus christ i have a job Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. Stop it. I've been drinking too much for this. I am your co-host, Kenny Oak, with my co-host, Chris Harris. Thank you so much for joining us. I think I've said that already, but... But it means so much. And the only way we can grow this thing is by doing it together. And together we can make wrestling great again. Thank you guys and see you next time.